On this week's Big Tech Show, you might not think it could happen to you, but our guest this week explains how a significant number of Irish people may be falling victim to romance frauds online. Victims can feel a misplaced sense of shame. People can blame themselves. They feel embarrassed. And so they don't want to tell family, friends. They don't want to report it to the police. In some cases, of course, the victims are already in relationships. They're married. They have an extra reason to keep that quiet. The Big Tech Show, available on all podcast platforms. Platforms. Leia Healthcare, looking after you always. Proud sponsors of Real Health with Carl Henry. Hello and welcome to Real Health with me, Carl Henry, in association with Leia Healthcare. Folks, I hope you're keeping safe and well. And with the summer well and truly upon us and lockdown restrictions easing, maybe now you can start to look towards the future with more hope a little bit more optimism than was there before. For this week's Real Health episode, my guest is a pharmacist, an integrated health and wellness expert. I'm delighted she's here to join us to chat us through how to make the most out of your life in the coming weeks, months, and years ahead. Miriam Hussey, welcome to Real Health. How are you? I'm very well, Carl. Thank you very much for having me on today. So how is life? Uh, You're a new mum, as well as COVID over the course of the last 10 weeks, you've had a beautiful new baba. How's life been adapting to motherhood for you and parenthood? Good, thank God. Yeah, it's um, it's been you know it's been a roller coaster of emotions. Um, I think as any new parent will will well know. Um, but for me personally, I think having had the whole COVID and that pandemic going on, um, brought about obviously its challenges. But it, you know, also there was so many silver linings for me personally and for Jerry and for our new family because it allowed us the time and space. Um to really just be and to get to know our little baby and him to kind of navigate and, and come into the world with more, I suppose, ease and grace because we didn't have the the door knocking and the doorbell and the tea on and all of that showing and of the baby. We just really got to be at home, the three of us, and it was a real magical time. So I'm, I'm actually very blessed. I feel very blessed to have had that um, time and space over the last few weeks. Lots of our listeners will know you. They'll follow you on Instagram and social media, I'm sure. Tell us a little bit about what you do and how you got into that, how you got into that, that area. So my background um, is in pharmacy. Um, I studied pharmacy in RCSI in Dublin. And between studying pharmacy and then practicing as a community pharmacist, I spent the guts of 10, 15 years in um, the pharmacy world. And I suppose in that time and and even now, as I continue to to do what I do, um, I've lear- I learned so much about our health and our well-being. Um, but more importantly, Carl, I suppose what happens when our illness or some our health is taken away from us, and we are, um, you know, affected by a disease. And I suppose in the world of pharmacy, while it has you know incredible benefits, and I'm absolutely not anti-medicine or pro-medicine, it's it's all about balance. And and now I really focus on integration. Um, but what I really noticed was um, we, in the Western world, sometimes we can develop this pill for every ill sensation, whereby we want the quick fix, you know, and often what we, we end up doing is treating the symptom and actually not really digging that bit deeper to ask, well, what is the root cause and why might I have developed this disease, which is a lack of ease in the first place? And Sometimes the more we band-aid or the more we just maybe um, look to the external world to try and fix potentially what may be an internal problem, 
we can actually end up doing more destruction than, than, act, than actual healing. So I look then just to further my education and add on and keep building on, on what I've learned. So looking at, you know, ancient wisdom techniques and looking at things like yoga and meditation, mindfulness, yoga psychology, looking at nutrition, movement, and how all of that, when you put it together and when you actually address somebody and look at the whole picture, look at the whole person, as opposed to look, look, just looking at one symptom in isolation. Therefore, when you look at the whole person and look at lifestyle as medicine, you really get a, um, a greater bang for your book and the person can not only begin to heal and feel better physically, but also mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and the whole, in the whole sense of happiness and peace and ease on, on a whole and greater level. And do you think that people find it difficult uh, to look, I suppose, deeper? So again, if they have a, the disease, they look for that pill. It's very much the quick fix solution. And looking beyond that, looking you know, deeper beyond that can be very scary for a lot of people. Uh, it can be very daunting for people. And they can be sometimes reluctant to do that. Absolutely. You know, and I think we've all been there at certain stages in our lives. Um, but I truly believe, you know, we can't keep outrunning what's inside of us. And if we get to a time in our lives where we keep finding ourselves in the same situation, we keep repeating or ending up in the same scenario where we're finding ourselves, whether that be emotionally deflated, um, deflated or physically damaged or um, impaired in some way, it gets to a stage where, you know, I've met so many people and they've just said, Mary, you know, I've tried everything and I've tried this pill and that's maybe surgery and this um, diet and whatever, and nothing seems to be working. And I don't always, you know, then they might come to the, the, the resolution of let's, let's do the work. And it's not a quick fix. And I don't think if we want anything sustainable or maintainable or anything that's long lasting, which will give real ultimate inner ease and peace, it does involve work, which means going within. And it's not always the, the quick fix and it's not always the easy uh, approach, but it's definitely the most rewarding. And I think to go within involves us asking ourselves deeper questions, asking ourselves real honest and truthful questions that sometimes are very difficult to answer. But real, but the real health and real healing, I believe, lies within the heart space and really answering what's in your heart, listening to the calling of your soul, listening to those whispers, those in, inner intuitive voices. And I think in today's world, what we often can do is we can drown them out and we can try and fill ourselves up with distraction and food and alcohol and cigarettes and maybe even, you know, working too much and running away from the root cause of a lot of our problems. And sometimes the root cause of a lot of the issues that we may be experiencing, which can then result in physical disease, start with an emotional um start point and maybe a belief system about ourselves that I'm not good enough or I don't deserve it and we can try and go to external sources to try and meet that internal hole which I call or Jerry calls the hole in the soul so it does involve work involves you know going within getting more silent you know getting out in nature getting still and listening to that inner calling listening to the voice and then being brave enough to follow it and if we don't follow it I believe we get out of alignment. And when we're out of alignment, then that's when I believe we have disorders in our nervous system, which can cause, you know, a lack of, a lack of ease, which can, can cause more stress, 
And then when we have a lot more stress, then we have more inflammation, we have more disease. So I think it's it's worth the journey, even though it it is a, it's a lifelong journey, to be honest, Carol, and one that I'm still on, one that Gary's still on. I think nobody will ever be, you know, perfect. And it's a lifelong journey, but it's it's worth it, I believe. And do you think that, you know, COVID for a lot of people, it has brought mental stress. It certainly brought maybe an increase in anxiety in people. But also, and I know from my own perspective, it certainly brought this, but it's brought reflection. Mm. Uh, it's the first time in 20 years of a working career where, and I would describe myself as a workaholic, but I've been allowed for what, because society has forced us all to step back a little bit and be at home more and think, you know what, this is kind of nice. <laughs> it's kind of nice to yeah. be home. I work really hard to be for my house and, and, and my, with my family and stuff. <laughs> and actually I've been here more in the last 12 weeks than I think I've been here ever. And mm. it's been lovely. And it's actually, I've changed how going forward will look for me in terms of I work, will work from home a lot more. I'll do online personal training only as opposed to personal training in the gym because it's been really efficient for people. Yeah. And do you think that that's going to be a, a nationwide thing, I suppose, that people will have reassessed what's important to them and have had time to reflect on that, maybe start looking, you know, inside in terms of what they want to get from life. Um, I hope that this whole COVID, this whole re, you know, like it's been a real shift in our consciousness um, as a whole. And I hope that as we kind of, you know, go back into the world and as things start to open up again, that we can hold within ourselves some of the uh, insights and learnings and keep applying them to our everyday lives so that we can go forward having, you know, our living a more life of more ease and less stress. Um, but I think it comes down to each individual and the amount of reflection that you got during this COVID time. And if you have been able to reevaluate or to, I suppose, have been exposed to certain awakenings within your own life, you know, you know, and I know for me personally and for so many people, it's, wow, you know, the way I was living, was that really nourishing me? Was that really bringing out the best in me and my family? Um, and if not, well, then why not? And then as I move forward, what is it that I can continue to potentially let go of, um, release maybe, not be afraid to do that? And I think COVID has actually given a lot of us the permission to now go about living our life in a way that's more in alignment because, you know, we've kind of removed the, the pressures of having to do it. You know, society is actually now I can't. And actually, now that I can't, I feel this is much better for me and my family. So I hope so is the answer to that one, Carl. And if people are, I suppose, listening in and thinking, OK, they're, they're buying into this. Yes, they're always going for the pill option. They're always going for the quick fix solution. Yet they're continuously getting sick. They're continu continuously struggling with sleep, struggling with stress, with anxiety. Let's talk them through a, a, a process. This is one of, the, one of the, the beauties of having people like yourself on the podcast. I get to pick your brains uh, and ask you for on behalf of the listeners how people would do it. So in terms of, so you're listening in, you're buying into it. Yeah, I need to assess my life and I want to improve it. Where's the best place to begin? How do you begin and to, you know, to, 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 to start with that inner mm -hmm. journey or inner examination for want of a better word? And what's the best place to start? So that's a great question. Um, so the first thing I would... I would say or would, would look at is I would look at my, my life as um, a big picture approach. So I would look, what I tend to do is I look at lifestyle as medicine and break it into different components or compartments. So for simplicity reasons, you can break it into, you know, mind, body and soul. So if you look at the body, which is the physical body, and that's often where we tend to look it's because what we see and it's what we know. So when we think about health and wellness, we often think about the physical body, which obviously is very important. 
but we tend to just focus solely on you know nutrition or movement and fitness um but in this physical body so if we look at it mind body and soul and we take the physical body as, as one first starting approach look at looking at things like obviously your movement and fitness so am i moving um Am I getting adequate exercise on my daily basis? Looking at your nutrition, obviously, is a big area. We know what we put into the body has a dramatic impact, not just on how we feel and how we look, but the mood, that gut-brain axis, and, and the importance of that for immunity. But also looking at the physical body, looking at your stress and looking at your sleep. These are huge pillars that sometimes you know we, we don't address or don't maybe focus on as huge pillars for our overall health and well-being. That, they're the four key pillars that a lot of people will look at. And often what we don't realize is there might be a depletion in the other two pillars, which is the soul or the mind, that's actually causing the manifestation of lack of sleep or stress or, um, you know, movement or physical illness or, or pains in the body. So physical body is one area, but then looking at the mind. And obviously, what goes on in our mind affects what goes on in our body. And I've done a lot of work on this, on that mind-body connection and the power of our thoughts. And um, I know I've spoken about this before, but Bruce Lipton does a lot of work on the biology of belief. And what he says is he's done research on this. And it's like every cell in our body almost has a pair of ears. And every cell will pick up on the vibrational frequency of, of the thoughts that you're thinking. So if, you know, you're waking up in the morning and your first thoughts of the day are potentially negative, you know, oh crap, the alarm is going off, I'm feeling tired, I have so much to do today, the traffic is going to be mental, you know, the kid's crying in the next room and it's just this spiral of negative thoughts, which can be very, very common and real for so many of us. But if that is the case and that continues on throughout the day, well, then our cells can literally be picking up on this negative frequency. And every, every thought, every word carries the vibrational frequency. And we know every cell in our body, is, our body is more energy than matter now. So on the flip side of that, if we know the power of our thoughts and the power of it to impact ourselves, well, then if we know if we can start our day maybe with more gratitude, you know, taking a moment to breathe, taking a moment to put your hands on your heart, which will actually flood the body with oxytocin, which is that love, happy, safe hormone, and just connecting in and what am I grateful for today? Can you take three deep breaths to get you out of fight or flight and into the parasympathetic nervous system, which is all about rest, digest, and repair? Or maybe you take a moment in the morning to stretch. Or maybe you take a moment before you get out of bed and you close your eyes, you say a prayer. Or you visualize how you'd like your day to go today. So you visualize yourself smiling, how you walk, how you talk, what you'll eat, what you'll wear. You know, what's the energy you're going to carry around with you today? And I really believe, and I think the most easiest way to describe this, Carl, to your listeners is by example. So if, for example, Carl, you know, you're upset, you're sad, and you know, something happens. So you're upset, you're upset, you're sad, which is a feeling, a thought, an emotion. But as a result of that feeling sad or that emotion, your body can physically produce tears. So as a result of a thought of an emotion, now you've had a physical manifestation in the body. So therefore, it shows that our thoughts and our emotions can actually affect the body. And the same as if you're embarrassed, you know, you know, your, your blood vessels will dilate in your cheeks and you'll go bright red. So I think the power of our thoughts dramatically has an impact on our body. And if we are living a life where we're constantly maybe giving out to ourselves or hard on ourselves, you know, you know, we're critical of ourselves, 
this can be having an impact on you know driving maybe stress in the body and if that's driving stress in the body well then that can be affecting your immune system which can be causing you to be sick can be affecting your reproductive and sex hormones which can be affecting fertility and it can be affecting things like digestion and, and gut problems which can also then affect the mood and how we feel and the last pillar to that is the soul or the spirit and i really believe if we're living a life where we're not nourishing the soul which is who you are it's your essence it's what brings you alive it's your sense of fun it's your sense of you know passion it's your sense of meaning and purpose in the world and if you're in a job, maybe that's not fulfilling you or a relationship that's not really bringing out the best in you. Or maybe you're living in an environment that's just potentially sucking the life of you or that's a little bit toxic. Well, then your soul can be depleted. And I think spirituality and that's this, this whole essence of living a life of meaning, purpose and passion is a huge driver in the manifestation of disease because long term it can lead to unhappiness and lack of ease and peace. And that, I believe, can really damage our overall health and well-being. Folks, you're listening to Real Health with me, Carl Henry, in association with Leia Healthcare. Okay, so I suppose meaning and in life and positivity are probably two of the key nuggets to take out of that. That you have a job that fulfills what you're trying to do and, and, and the positivity in terms of how you start your day. Um, what are the common things you would see with clients that you work with? Are there, are there common things across the board that nearly everybody will come to you with um, and that, you know, I'm sure lots of our listeners will, will be going through as well. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, it, this kind of answers your last question as well. I often, I often see that the issue is never the issue. So what people might um, show up with. So, for example, it might be, you know, an eating problem, a disorder or a relationship with food, or it might be too much stress or lack of sleep or uh, it can be anything really on the surface. But when you dive into it and get a little bit deeper, generally what it comes down to is a belief system or a thought or something that we hold about ourselves that we believe to be true. That is often not the truth. And then this can manifest as a hole in our soul. And then we try and fill that. So we can fill it with food, with, as I mentioned earlier, with trying to get um, appreciation, approval through work, um, through status, through Instagram followers, through whatever it is. And a lot of it, um, even, you know, this lack of sleep and stress, a lot of the physical health problems sometimes, as I mentioned earlier, come from the belief or this, this hole that we have created in ourselves. And really what I believe, and especially working with a lot of women, it comes down to a lack of self-belief our self-worth, our confidence. And, and we can pick this up anywhere along the road. You know, um, generally as a kid, we can pick it up in school or a flipping, a flipping comment at some stage and it can almost just lock into our subconscious belief programs. And then we live our lives trying to um, outrun that or suppress that by doing and being and trying to get all this external affirmation. When really the root essence of healing that or healing most of the illnesses and diseases is if we can start to develop a more loving harmonious relationship with ourselves and this starts with forgiveness it starts with self-compassion it starts with being kinder to ourselves and it starts with trying to really nourish ourselves and care for ourselves and I know if we you might hate the word self-care and people it's all out there in the immediate moment and it's a bit fluffy and you know um 
But really the essence of self-care is self-respect and allowing yourself time and space daily to do something that nourishes you will allow you to be a better person, not only for yourself, but for those around you. So I think, I hope that answers, answers your question in some way. Yeah. So I suppose the importance from that is that, you know, have something each day that is your thing that may, and make, that makes you feel good uh, and put the time aside to enable that to happen. Whether it's going for a walk, whether it's doing something on your own or whatever it is, but, you know, make time for it because it nourishes everything else around you once you do that. Absolutely, Carl. Yeah, that's exactly it. And again, what I like to do is I try to break it into mind, body, soul. So um, every day, you know, if I can uh, ask myself, what's the one thing today I could do to nourish my body, to nourish my mind, to nourish my soul? So Maybe what will I do today to nourish my body? That might be getting out for a bit of fresh air, doing a class, maybe making my green juice in the morning, something that you know that will just help you that day or having your hot water and lemon, something as simple as that. It's, I'm very about simplicity and simple things that aren't expensive and don't take up much time. The other thing is what, what one thing could I do today to nourish my mind? And that might be I'll just do some deep breathing while I'm in the queue, you know, um, while I'm doing my shopping might be I'll do a meditation at nighttime or this morning. I'll listen to some nice music that I know uplifts me. Um, so or I'll do a visualization. I'll maybe journal today. I'll practice gratitude. You know, again, all of these cost nothing and don't take up much time. And then maybe what's one thing today I can do to nourish my soul? And again, that's different for everybody. It might be nature. It might be just playing with your dog. It might be just being really present, playing with your kids. It might be ringing your mom for a chat. It might be having a bath, doing yoga, whatever it is, but just something that you know when you do it, you come away feeling a bit, little bit more re-energized, refueled, a little bit more calmer and at ease. Something you mentioned earlier, I want to go on, I want to pick up on it, is the whole ability of sitting still and to be still. And I think that's something that a lot of people uh, struggle with. Mm-hmm. So after listening to the episodes today, should we challenge people maybe to try that over the course of a week to just sit and be still for one minute a day or five minutes a day or something like that. Cause there's huge benefits to that, isn't there? A massive benefits. And it is, it's a big thing that um, we find very difficult because we're so cons- you know bombarded today with so much distraction. Um, and the very concept of asking someone to be still almost nearly makes someone get anxious. They're like, Oh my God, I can't do that. And all of a sudden they, they feel even more anxious and they feel like this is counterproductive because I'm meant to be still, I'm meant to be getting calm and now I'm feeling actually more stressed. This is, doesn't work for me, you know? So what I would say to people is the very um, essence of who you are right now, there's movement going on all of the time within, within us right now. So our blood is moving around the body as we speak and there's an electrical stimulus going on right this second. There's, um, you know, fluid moving, you know, you're digesting, you're, you're, your dinner or your lunch so there's movement happening all of the time within us but we can never just be fully still so when you even get that concept out of your head it takes some of the pressure off but if we can allow yourself or if you can allow yourself a moment to just be still as in sit maybe close your eyes drop your shoulders down away from the ears just let your body soften and just take a couple of slow deep breaths and just see what happens and thoughts will come and go and don't judge them and don't be hard on yourself if you're finding that you're not doing it right. There's no right or wrong, but just focus on the breath, even for a minute, because in the very essence of a minute, you can get five, six,
six, seven slow deep breaths. And that in, is enough to get you out of fight or flight, which is your stressful, reactive, responsive mode, and into parasympathetic, which is rest, digest, and repair. And it's a beautiful tool. Go to the bathroom and do it. You can do it in the car. You can do it in the shower. You can do it anywhere before you go into a meeting. It just rebalances the nervous system. And you're likely then to think more clearly, react, be less reactive and responsive and come from a more loving, kinder space um, when you are responding. And especially if you have kids or family, rather than, you know, yelling and shouting and, and, and throwing off the handle, you can generally be more calmer and more reactive and more responsive, and more present after just taking a couple of slow deep It's fascinating. The more people we talk to it within this space, like we have yourself, we've obviously Jerry, uh, Dermot Whelan, everyone talks crossovers a little bit. And one of the things they cross over on is this, it's breathing and the importance of breathing and taking that kind of, you know, the very simple deep breath in for four seconds and a deep breath out and the, the power that breathing has on the body, which is fantastic to see. And every, I've listened after everyone I interview, I practice it, I do it, and I'm blown away by the effect of it. Mm-hmm. If people want to find out more about you, uh, where can they find you? Tell, tell us all, tell us your Instagram handles and stuff. So yeah, my in, uh, Instagram handle is mercurrents, well, that's my maiden name, um, underscore integrated wellness. So you can get me on Instagram um, and Facebook and all the social media handles. And our website is soulspace.ie. So that's where myself and jerry work together and we do a lot of events and now a lot of online webinars um i've released an online program called soul space elevate again an integrative health and wellness program very useful for anyone who's new to this who's trying to it's almost like a simple beginner's introductory level there's nine modules that on on integrated wellness looking at everything from gut health and mood and, and mental fitness to hydration and um and spirituality so there's a nice mix in there so soulspace.ie and mercurant integrated wellness on instagram miriam hussey it's been great to catch up with you i haven't seen you for a little while and congratulations yeah. from, from myself and all the team here on your new arrival into the household so it was great to meet him just just before we recorded the session so i'm <laughs> delighted for you guys i really am thank you for giving us all the tips and tools and content for our listeners i'm sure they'll gain a huge amount from it folks i really hope you enjoyed today's episode of real health with me carl henry in association with Leia healthcare as ever you know where we are we're real health at independent.ie or at carl henry pt on twitter and on instagram if you liked what you heard even if you didn't don't forget to rate and review as well and as ever we'll be back next week with more real health podcasts thanks Emil. have a great week and practice some of those tips and we'll see you soon leia healthcare looking after you always proud sponsors of real health with carl henry